and welcome to The Flicksters, the place where two movie geeks bring you all the movie reviews and news you could ever wish for in your life. That's correct, download our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, CastBox and Anchor. Just pop in The Flicksters podcast and you can follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. And guess what? Just pop in The Flicksters podcast and you will see us there. Deval. Yep, yep, yep. How are you doing, Duval? I am doing swell, Mr. Amar. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, man. I'm doing really, really good. Um, I've got to tell you, it's been piss, absolutely pissing down yeah. over here in not-so-sunny Brisbane, Australia. Yeah, seriously, man, it's just been pissing down. And I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I've got a kind of little bit of a sore throat. So if my, my voice usually kind of sounds crisp and... It doesn't, no, it doesn't sound crisp, no. oh shit man um so what tell me like what's been going down in london town man what's been going down well obviously endgame has been shutting down all the cinemas like literally any cinema any screening i go to to watch endgame it is shut down like it's packed you can't get a seat you can't even find parking last week i had to park (laughs) like it was like a 10 minute walk (laughs) away from the cinema it you was, had to take a tube to get yeah, to the was, car park. In a different town, you know. It was crazy. There was no parking. <laughs> Endgame has just, like, oh, messed shit. up everything. I know. Yeah. And and you know what, right? Twitter, internet, Instagram, like, you name it. It's just, like, everything. Like, my news feed. Like, everything, like, you know, that I subscribe to, you know, news-wise. It's just everything related to Avengers and uh, Game of Thrones. So... Wow, man, it's been it's been a crazy, crazy week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we get cracking onto the show, I just want to say thank you so much for downloading us and for taking the time to listen to our show. We really appreciate it. And keep listening, keep supporting us, get in touch with us. And we have got some shout outs. So Duval, tell us about the people that we're shouting out this week. Yes, we've got a couple of shout outs this week. Uh, So we have the first one is uh, T Junior, eight two one, and uh, I think a lot of our yeah. shout outs actually come from uh, Instagram. I think that's where a lot of people tend yeah. to sort of you know voice their opinions and like certain uh, images that we put up and stuff like that. And uh, and T Junior uh, gave us a shout out about episode three of of uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, I'm sure yeah. our listeners now have seen it if not have seen episode four by now, but Game of Thrones season, uh, episode three was a crazy, crazy good episode. And obviously we all saw, yeah, it was man. called The Long Night and it literally was at night because the episode was really dark. <laughs> a lot of people have actually... Uh, <laughs> Very it. dark, yeah, man. So, so T Junior 821 just commented that, yeah, great episode uh, and it was a great battle. Uh, I, think, I think it's a, yeah, it's a he said it's a great battle and uh he's just you know just happy to see that we uh that we are you know i guess sharing the love with game of thrones i'm not sure what house yeah. belongs to uh he could be of uh house martel i'm not sure he could be house targaryen uh, do let us know t junior 821 <laughs> which house you belong to exactly and in talking about the battle i mean what a it was just kind of 
I mean, the words to describe something like that on 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 the scale. I mean, yeah, the darkness. The, I mean, obviously they had to do it because it was called the Long Night, and there's dragons, there's the the White Walkers, there's you know this mad, mad, mad ending. Which let me ask you, Devout, did you see this coming? I had no idea. It totally got me by surprise. I mean, you know, you kind of think it's going to be Jon Snow. He's like the one. You know, they he, they say that he's the Azora High, the prince that was promised. Uh, Who's Azora promised? High in uh, in Old Valerian translates to the prince that was promised. But again, uh, it's it's actually a unisex. So Azora High doesn't translate just as prince, but it also can mean princess. So some people are thinking, you know, it could be male or female. We don't know. This is the person that's meant yeah. to be the end of the long night and, uh, you know, bring balance to the force as it, as it, <laughs> they thought. You know? so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a unisex term, I guess. And, you know, it was actually, you know, uh, Arya who actually brought an end to the long night or to the, imposing long night so it was really really good really good twist and her skills it, w- it was a good twist yeah her skills working yeah. with faceless people and the many face gods you know it just all came into into fruition at that moment yeah yeah and also um did you notice the move she pulled off yes 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 she yeah. used that same move with uh, brienne of tarth she did yeah 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 she did she did and i think that was great. yeah that was cool i'm gonna try that move one day and i'm pretty sure <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, I'll try it one day. <laughs> like, you got a pen, and then you drop the pen, yeah. and then you just like. <laughs> All right, okay. Who else are we shouting out? Uh, so we're shouting out uh, Ace underscore T Lambo. I actually know this person. He's actually called Tolu, and he is a massive Game of Thrones fan. He again uh, shouted us out on the episode three of uh, Game of Thrones. He loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. So we posted. Uh, on Instagram, uh, episode three, basically, and he just said, yeah, he just loved it. He just said, uh, you know, uh, it's about Cersei Lannister, you know, will Jamie go back to fight by her side? And he's just asking questions about what's going to happen in, in episode four, I guess, because, you know, episode three was all about the, uh, was all about the, the Night King. And, you know, episode four is going to be about, I guess, Cersei, because she's, I guess, she's the main villain that's going to be, you know, that's going to be there still. Yeah. So, yeah, he just said it was epic uh, and just can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Neither can we. Exactly. And and you know what? He mentioned something really kind of important. He, he raised a good point. He said something like about, oh, the person to kill Cersei Lannister is, you know, is one of her brothers. And yeah. everyone obviously thinks that it's going to be Tyrion. But yeah. the one thing that I will say is in the books, you know, do you remember in season five when uh, Cersei, she's a kid and she sees the uh, well, the witch and the witch. she yeah, pro- yeah, the, yeah. the frog? Yeah. And she prophesied, she said, oh, look, your kids are going to go die. And obviously they yeah. did die. And there's and then there's one prophecy that they didn't mention, that they didn't show in the show, but it's in the books. And the prophecy is that she gets killed basically by, by a brother. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the uh, uh, the Valencar uh, prophecy. I think in, in Old Valencia, yeah. I think all in one of the languages, Valencar is a, it means younger brother. And uh, basically, I mean, technically... Because uh, Cersei and Jamie are twins, but Cersei's born first. Technically, Jamie is her younger brother, and so is Tyrion. Yeah. So it could be either one of them that uh, 
you know, that does it. But also it could be a twist, you know, because uh, the Red Queen said to Arya that you will close many eyes. She said it in season mm. three, and she said it again in the last episode, in episode three of season eight. And she said you will close brown eyes, you will close green eyes, and you will close blue eyes. Blue, blue eyes, eyes closed before, I'm sure. Blue eyes also yeah. was the, the Night King. But Cersei yep. Lannister has green eyes. Yes, Cersei oh. Lannister has green eyes. And Jamie's eyes are, are greeny blue or something like that as well. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't think she's going she's gonna to kill Jamie, but Cersei Lannister has green eyes. And in the book, she has green eyes as well. Uh, because I think in the books, uh, she's meant to wear something and it's described that the, the outfit she wears is as green as her eyes. So she has oh, okay. eyes. So, you know, Arya could be the, the, the you know, the, the key to unlock all these mysteries. And who's to say yeah. she, she may, I don't know, it sounds a bit crazy, but who knows, she could wear the face of one of her Face of, and exactly. And close enough to kill Cersei, but underneath it's really Arya. So... Anything can oh, happen. Anything can happen. She, yeah, yeah, she could. She could be the face of uh, Jamie Lannister, and just think, you know what? Yeah. I'm having a bit of that, and I'm gonna yeah. basically strangle her whilst yeah. I'm doing it. To have his face, that means she has to kill him, though, isn't it? He, oh yes. I yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing that I. I don't know, but yeah, it could. He, he, obviously, anyone could die in Game of Thrones. We know what Game of Thrones is like, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's. Yeah, and also Cersei's supposed to die in the arms of the one she loves. Loves. Yeah. So it, it, and and to to be to, I mean to be like a really pedantic about it, die in the arms of the one she loves, but not be killed in the arms of the one she loves. So of the one someone she, else okay. kill her, but she could end up actually dying in the arms of the one she loves. So look at you, Mister Duval, man. <laughs> That's Check this out. Getting technical. You here, know, right? getting technical. Exactly. Prophecies, Valerian, flipping. Hell, what's next, man? You're going to tell me you're like, you know, you, you're part Dothraki. of the show or something. I'm half Dothraki. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, so, oh, here's... I want to shout out someone on Instagram as well. Now, this person, right, is their their Instagram handle is called it's Koloku. I hope I'm saying this right. It's Koloku five five five, and Koloku five 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 is actually from Japan. So Koloku five five five, we want to give you a big shout out, and we want to say Konnichiwa, because. I, I think that's how you say hello in Japanese. So, konnichiwa, koloku555. He's he's liked uh, some of our posts and I went on to his profile. And you know what, Deval? He makes some mad, mad, mad artwork, some Marvel artwork, right? And they're, they're really good. You know, lots of kind of Tony Stark stuff. There's lots of Thor on there. And you know what? It's just kind of great just to kind of see another person create artwork like that. So Koloku555, thank you uh, for liking our likes. And here's a big shout out to you. Uh, arigato. I think I think that's how you say it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So download the show. Keep listening to us. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. So ladies and gentlemen, that is our shout outs for this week. Remember, get in touch with us. You can be shouted out as well on the show. 
Now, let's move on to movie news, Duval. And what have you got in your movie news bag for us this week? Yeah, so uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, you know, obviously, Fast and Furious is like, it's just, it's, it's just taken off by storm. It's just the first few Fast and Furious were good films. Uh, in my opinion, from Fast and Furious 5, when The Rock was introduced, they turned into, dare I say it, great films. Yeah. And, what? Uh, even even the one that was in Dubai? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the one the one where they're flying out, like literally yeah. like Superman, like yeah, flying out amazing. the cars to it, catch it, each other. Yes. Do you know what? It's like it's in its own genre. That's very unrealistic. It's it's actually quite stupid to do that. But in (laughs) Fast and Furious, anything's allowed, and they I know, I know, make it bigger and bigger because it's just it's just mad. But it's uh, mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Obviously, the the Rock is uh, the Rock's been in it. He's a he's a ex wrestler in uh, Hobson Hobson Shaw. We're gonna have uh, uh, Roman Reigns, who's a current wrestler. He's gonna be in the in 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 Hobson Shaw. And oh, okay. it's been announced, Vin Diesel re- reveals that John Cena uh, will be in Fast and Furious 9. So they're literally, you know, WWE to uh, get these stars and you know, add a bit of uh, of glamour and, and showbiz to the, to the roster. That is absolutely crazy. I just can't believe that not only is it going to be episode number nine for part nine for Fast and Furious and you've got this Hobbs and Shaw and... Hobbs and Shaw that might go on for for a couple so if you combine all this franchise together man you're crazy isn't it it's it's, it's absolutely mad and to think this film started like uh well I, d- I can't even remember what year it started all I remember is that a friend of mine had the la- had the laser disc for it oh my gosh I think it was 2000 something with Tyrese and Paul Walker I think they were the first yeah, it's, 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 yeah, 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 and 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 just keeping it with with Fast and the Furious, we gotta say sad news. Uh, John Singleton, director of Boys in the Hood, he directed one of the Fast and Furious movies, which I didn't know about. Oh, was it was it, was it part two? I, you know what, you're absolutely right, Deval. He directed part two, and you know what, it was it was crazy because I think I mean I'm I'm not sure the kind of the ins and outs of like you know the complications that he had. But I mean, you know, he he did a lot for, you know, African American uh, African Americans in film, and Boys in the Hood was a seminal film. So it kind of introduced a lot of people to his work, and he was involved in other projects as well. But I mean, you know, it's always kind of sad when someone like that, who who's who done a lot for the, you know, um, for the film industry, just passes away. So, and also he was you know, part of the Fast and Furious franchise, which is crazy. So I didn't even know about that. So rest in peace, John Singleton. And uh, you know what? Hope your legacy lives on. Right. So we've spoken a bit about Game of Thrones, but tell us a bit more. Elaborate on that a bit more, Deval. Yes. So uh, the next headline is how Stark conquers the big and small screen. Mm. this, This past week, how Stark has been integral in everything worth seeing. Let me just repeat that. Everything worth seeing. So we have, uh, <laughs> we had, uh, what, what came first actually? Yeah, so Avengers Endgame, that came out first. 
And obviously, yep. spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen it by now, what are you waiting for? You're a joker. But exactly. Obviously, how Stark, uh, Tony Stark, in get in uh, in Endgame, he was like integral in saving the world, saving the universe, basically. And uh, yeah. he literally, you know, put on the glove. If the glove fits, you can't acquit, you know. <laughs> and uh, where was the? <laughs> where was he? What's his name again? <laughs> What's that? What's that lawyer's name? <laughs> uh, uh, Jimmy Co- Jimmy Cochran. Cochran, yeah. You know, there should be a meme of the Infinity Club <laughs> and Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> that is wicked. That is wicked. You can't, can't click, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Someone do that meme. Someone yeah. do that meme right now. Do honestly, that do that meme. Yeah, so oh, Stark. Yeah, he obviously saved the world, saved the universe in Avengers Endgame, and then how Stark again? Arya Stark, his daughter actually. She actually grew up <laughs> and became yeah. Arya Stark. She saved the Seven Kingdoms and the world uh, by you know killing the uh, the Night King. Obviously, there's more battles to come uh, for Game of Thrones and the Starks, but. I think the the battle of life and death was won thanks to uh, a young Stark. Exactly, exactly. Um, just on that, like the whole thing, you know, with Stark, with Tony Stark saving everyone, it's just kind of blown up with the whole kind of like on internet and obviously there's characters in the movie that die. But I mean, what a way to go out, right? What a way to go out because you've just saved the whole universe and what a legacy that you're leaving behind but behind the scenes i just want to say this behind the scenes it's been reported duval that rdj robert downey jr right this is crazy if this is true this is crazy he's reportedly going to earn 200 million dollars from the whole yeah that's that this is because not only does he get paid for his whatever you know his contract says and that but he gets he gets a share of the profits. Oh, don't. Is he getting that, is he getting that Harrison Ford share money, yeah? Uh, oh, bro, this God. guy, man, they're talking 200 mil all in all that this guy is looking to bag because of Avengers Endgame. Are 200 mil. Oh, man. This is, this is crazy sums of money, man. Oh, that's gangster. I'm so... Oh, that's and, 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 but think about it. It kind of makes sense. You're Tony Stark. You're the face of the MCU. You're Robert Downey Jr. You're, you know, you are, you know, people go to see these movies because of him. And each film, they've just done more and more and more. And you know what? His lawyers, his agents, they're going to be saying, hey, we want to we wanna slice of the pie. And, and remember, that pie keeps on getting bigger and bigger. That is crazy. Yeah, that man. Is, yeah. Worth it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I hope other actors are getting some good money as well, but. And obviously he's got. I don't know. I don't know how he's got this mad new contract. <laughs> I mean, well, exactly, exactly, because he was in he was in uh, Spider Man Homecoming for eight minutes, and apparently he got like fifteen or twenty million just for that. Are you serious? Yes, that's he like, was in it for eight so much eight more minutes. Than, uh, other people got for their standalone films when, when they came. Out. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, man, I know. This crazy. Cumberbatch, he didn't get anything near that for his. Nah, like, nah, he hasn't got the pull. He, yeah, he, 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 he don't have the pull power just yet. But talking of money, can you tell us a bit more about kind of like the box office? What is Avengers Endgame doing? What, what's it like at the moment? 
Oh my gosh, what isn't it doing? Flipping heck. I mean, currently, uh, when I say currently, by the time this uh, podcast has been recorded, by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure it will be so much more. But as of, uh, uh, what, would, what, what, what would the date have been? As of, I would say, possibly uh, by the 2nd of, of, even the 1st of May, I think, by the 1st of May, uh, yeah. if you open the weekend, if you count Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the opening sort of four-day weekend, it had done 1.2 billion worldwide. Yeah? Just oh, my gosh. Just think about that for a second. 1.2 billion worldwide in, in like, three or four days. That's crazy. Yeah? So that was, like, that was a week ago. <laughs> this so is madness, man. This now. is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it, it's, it's broken records. And we'll speak a bit about the money that is done in the UK so far in opening weekend, but it's broken some crazy records, man. It's oh, it's it's. Just, I'm I'm glad this is the film to do it too. I'm glad. And do you remember what you said last week about uh, the box office and Avatar and Endgame? Do you remember what you said? What I said, I want I want this to be number one, and I think this should be number one. It will be number one. I think it's, Avatar. You know what? This this. This film, so Avatar did two billion, right? This film, I'm telling you, man, it's going to do two billion. It has to. It has to. I mean, uh, I can't remember going to see Avatar and seeing it being packed like this. But this is just yeah, yeah. It's done crazy amounts of money in China and India. In India, it's like one of the 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 all time grossing film of all time. And yeah, you know, let's not beat around the bush. There's a lot of there's a lot of Indians out there, right? And they, they, there's like, you know, they love, they absolutely love their movies over yeah, there, yeah. right? You know, so um, people are going, traveling out in droves to watch the movie yeah. because they've heard, like, you know, so much about it. And it's yeah. just taken crazy, 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 crazy amounts of money. I mean, I'll, I'll read out the top 10 uh, box office uh, takings in dollars according to Box Office Mojo. I'll do it backwards. In yeah. I know this wasn't part of the program, but I'll just try and sneak it in while we can. So no, it's 10, good, num- it's good. Num- number 10, we have Black Panther with 1.3 billion worldwide. Uh, Avengers Ultron is number 9 with 1.4 billion worldwide. Fast and Furious 7 is number 8 with 1.5 billion worldwide. Oh. Avengers oh. Assemble, so the first Avengers, is 1.5 again billion worldwide. Jurassic Park is number 6, 1.6 billion. Avengers Whoa. Endgame is number 5 after being out for a week and a half with 1.7 oh billion worldwide. Infinity War is 2 billion worldwide. Star Wars Force Awakens is just above Infinity War with 2 billion. I won't go into the uh, minutia, but it's 2 billion yeah. point something. Uh, number two, still Titanic, 2.1 billion. Avatar. 2.7 billion worldwide. What? So Avengers needs to basically hit, well, yeah, it, it needs another billion. It needs another billion, right? It, it needs another, another billion. billion. I... It just it's just crazy though that Avatar what just took two point seven billion. That's crazy. Why? How? I don't know. Crazy. It's not as it's it's not it's not it's not better than flipping Endgame. I think it's because at the time it was like the first like immersive three D film. James Cameron yeah. 
obviously, you know, and it was just like something that had never been done before. That got a lot of people yeah. into the cinema. But also, actually, do you know what? Also, the fact that it's 3D, would it have cost more to watch the film? Ah, yes. Maybe... But you know what? I th- yeah, Endgame. Uh, d- uh, are they showing Endgame in 3D? They are, but a lot of people have not seen it in 3D. A lot of people have seen it no. regular. So it's not like, it's not, that's not a 3D film that you have to see in 3D. So maybe that's exactly. the reason why uh, uh, Avatar is so much higher than anything else because you have to see it in 3D. So then the, the cost of yeah. doing more. You know what? That yeah. could be the reason, you know? Yeah, I think that could be the reason. Not that it's a better film. And I think there was a big, 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 big marketing push for people to go out and watch it in 3D. So, you know what? Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, the, you, you know what? Devout, you're onto something. <laughs> you're onto something there, brother. Like seriously, like honestly, man. Right. Okay. So look, here's um, here's some more Marvel news. Well, here's some more Endgame news. Well, listen. Look, you know, people have watched the film. People have fallen in love with the film. It's broken all these records, and it's broken, um, you know, the fastest to get to so and so and so and so. But some people, there's some, there's a section of the internet or or the worldwide population where people are pissed off. People are annoyed with the way that the film ended. And the one thing that's pissing people off is this whole Captain America end ending of the film where oh by the way if you haven't seen the movie this is going to be a bit of a spoiler okay so stop listening right now if you have not seen the movie so at the end of the movie captain america he's supposed to go off and uh, do a little job he's supposed to kind of return the infinity stones back to wherever they came from in their respective timeline and he's supposed to come back five seconds later but lo and behold he doesn't come back and instead he well, he doesn't come back uh, as the young Steve Rogers. He comes back like uh, as a ninety-five or ninety-eight, uh, you know, touching a hundred years old. And people are like, "Hang on a second, this just doesn't make sense," because if they use the theory that the Incredible Hulk came up with in the film, it just things just don't match up. Now, the Russo brothers have gone like on record to say. And I've got to kind of read this out to you because it's a lot. But this is what they say, uh, Duval. So at a Q&A event uh, that recently happened in China. So this is uh, in China. So uh, Anthony and Joe Russo, they were asked a series of questions. This is the bit where someone asked them about, oh, what, you know, with Peggy Carter and all that. This is what they had to say. The time travel in this movie created an alternate reality. He lived a completely different life in that world. We don't know how exactly his life turned out, but I'd like to believe he still helped many others when they were needed in that world. And then someone said, so does this mean that there are two Captain Americas in that alternative timeline? And the Russo brothers said, yes, there were two Captain Americas in that reality. It's just like what Hulk said, what happened in the past has already happened. If you go back to the past, you simply created a new reality. The characters in this movie created a new timeline when they went back to the past, but it had no effect to the prime universe. So what happened in the past 22 movies was still canon. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. The Russo brothers have answered your questions and what they say is that there were two Captain Americas back in the past. And then this one, the one that we see in Endgame, he caught up, you know, and was able to be there. And there was another, there's another Captain Rogers. Serious? That's, that's crazy. I know. I know. I'm going to send you, crazy. I'm going to send you the link. 
but I just thought, you know what? It's just crazy. Like, so, but how would we have known that? How the hell, if the, if, if the makers of the movie hadn't have said something like that, we would have just been like, you know, chasing our tails and trying to figure out and people would have got annoyed and there would have been this whole little thing. But you know what? They've definitively come out and, and kind of like, you know, said this. So yeah, I want to go back. I want to confirm those reports. I want to read it again. And, you know, I hope, you know, uh, come up with some bullshit. But I mean, you know, this is online. So I want to go back and I'm going to read it again. So if, if you can shed us some light on that one, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just let us know. Yeah. So Deval, what else is happening with the MCU? Who else wants in? Yeah. <laughs> so our friend, uh, our, our really close friend of, of the show, yeah, uh, Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, uh, the most electrifying person in all entertainment, <laughs> he uh, did a video on his uh, Instagram or you know social media, just uh, congratulating the MCU on Endgame, and I guess on the whole sort of Infinity Saga that we see before us and. He's uh, he's congratulated them. He said, you know, it'd be great, it'd be a great thing for him to be a part of as well in the future. Maybe he's sort of setting the seeds, and obviously his social media is. is like he's got millions of followers. So you know, I'm sure he's going to be like, you know, he's going to have lots of people uh, campaigning for him to be part of the MCU. He's already part of DC, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. You can, you know, exactly you can't have both. <laughs> At the same time, anyway, not you know. Unless you're Jim and Honsu. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> but he has small parts in a way. Yeah, that's true. Like in in yeah. uh, in Aquaman, he was CGI, and in uh, yeah Shazam, I guess he had a smallish part, but he was important. Uh, yeah. But yeah, somehow he's got away with it. But the Rock, he's such a big character. I'm not sure how he's gonna do it but i'm sure if they want him they'll make it happen you know so let's see exactly what exactly one, let's see what happens yeah 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 maybe yeah, he can totally. be one of the eternals or you know i don't know maybe he can show guardians free maybe he drags his that big would brother, be, you know oh that would be interesting <laughs> you know bloody facing off with drax man that would be something man like exactly. you know I'd, I'd definitely pay to watch that now you you mentioned uh dc warner brothers can you tell us about what they are cooking. Yes, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. They are up to some mischief, these brothers. Always up to stuff. <laughs> and they have revealed that there's a new Matrix movie in the works. This sounds so cool. You know what? It sounds cool. At the same time, I am very nervous about this. Very, mm. very nervous. Because The Matrix 1, for me, is one of oh. the... It's one of my favourite... I don't know, like sci-fi films, it's, it's probably up there, top three films, sci-fi, in that category. Man, me yeah? too, Game me, me too, me too. years ago, we, we spoke about it a few weeks ago in our anniversary corner. Matrix yes. is, I mean, whether, you know, there's a lot of controversy about maybe, you know, some the Wachowskis plagiarised, I don't know what that's about, but either way, yeah. it's a great film. But they're saying now that they want to, they want to they wanna, they wanna keep it alive and they want to do a, some sort of prequel, I think, about uh, the young life of Morpheus and about oh, his, right. his, you know, because there was a lot of stories about how Morpheus, you know, got into the game and then he found Trinity. Uh, Trinity never really talks about her past, does she? She's always, she says, oh, when Morpheus found me, you know, blah, 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 and all that, but we never really see anything more about that. So maybe it could be yeah. a story about Morpheus finding Trinity and, I don't know, just Morpheus' life, really. So that'd be, it'd be interesting. 
but it will never be better than Matrix. I don't think so. No, nah, it wouldn't be. No, nah. uh, there's there's good scope to kind of like you know have this kind of battle again with the agents, and it would be really good. You know th- those like those characters, you know Agent Agent Smith and everything, and um, they're just brilliant, iconic, iconic. You know with the earpiece and yeah. the sunglasses, and you know what it'd be it'd be interesting just to see kind of like what they do. Yeah, it'd be and also it'd be interesting to see if the Wachowski. Um, siblings, the, uh, siblings now. Yeah. Yes, Wachowski siblings. The, the Wachowski siblings, whether or not they would kind of like be involved in this. So that is interesting. I'm intrigued, Deval. I'm I'm so glad you brought this information to us. I'm intrigued. I'm going to keep an eye on it, and Flixsters, we will let you know if there are any more developments going on there. Uh, but what is developing? What can you tell us that is developing and something that we can expect over yeah. the next year or so? Well, James Gunn is bringing over more people from the MCU. He's already brought mm. uh, our friend Dave Bautista over to yes. uh, to star in uh, The Suicide Squad, which he's directing. And now he's brought over Ant-Man's David Dash... How do I say his name? Dash Malkarian. No, I said it totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'll wing it and somehow it would work. <laughs> so it's David Good try, Dash man. Good try. Malchian. Dust Malchian. I think I'm saying it correctly, but uh, he's the guy that was the sort of Russian guy in Ant Man. Uh, right, okay. Like, you had T.I., you had Luis, and you had the Russian guy. They were like his sort of, you know, yeah. the comic relief kind of motley crew. And yeah. uh, he was the one that in Ant Man 2 was talking about the Baba Yaga, you know, stealing the Baba kids. Yaga. Yeah. <laughs> Baba Yaga. Him, they might have been they might have been talking about John Wick. Yeah. Uh, John Wick, what Hellboy or John Wick? Uh John Wick. Well it's Baba Yaga and John Wick as well. <laughs> John Wick is Baba Yaga. Oh is it? <laughs> the Russian the Russian guy the Russian guy in um in or John Wick the first part he calls him Baba Yaga. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back and watch it. Yeah, he go yeah, go back and watch it. Is it he calls him Baba Yaga. But this guy, it. yeah, but this guy David uh, Dasmalchian, um, he's been in. He was in Batman, the Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, was he? Yes, he he played one of uh, the Joker's like one of his oh, like yes, yes one yes, of his yes, hood rats. Yes, yes, yes yeah. Yes, yes. He was in that, and he was in. He was in The Flash. What, TV show? Yeah, was he was he in The Flash? Is he was he? in okay. another TV show. Or okay. he's in Arrow. He was in Arrow or in, in The Flash. He was in one of those ones as well. So he's been around, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. So, he's yeah, he's been around. He loves the comic books then, doesn't he? But he's meant, yeah, to, yeah, play, totally. he's meant to play a character called Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot right. Man. What? Uh, he, he wears a polka dot suit and he's got the ability to yeah. let his polka dot <laughs> sort of fly off his suit and they kind of act like like a like killer polka dots really so they can kind of fly <laughs> this out is and mad. cut you you know kind of thing <laughs> this is mad this yeah. is this is absolutely it's mad comic books, man. it's comic books it's, it's comic books and not only that remember james gunn he's like known to bring these obscure characters to life like guardians of the galaxy a talking raccoon a you know a a talking tree yep true that true that true that yeah so. and also also on uh, James Gunn news and um, Suicide Squad. Apparently, there's another actress called Daniela Mel. I want to. I don't know the pronunciation, but it's Daniela Melchior. She's a Portuguese actress, really big in Portugal, and apparently she's going to be joining the Suicide Squad as a character called 
rat catcher. Now, talk about obscure. Like you said, you said polka dots, but check this out as rat catcher. Like, what is what's up with that? Well, rat catcher is a weird character, uh, a bit like. Uh, well, I don't want to say Ant-Man, as in, basically, Ratcatcher can communicate with rats. The same way Squirrel Girl can communicate with squirrels, Ant-Man can communicate with ants. I mean, you know, of all the creatures you want to be chatting to, rats, really. But if you're in New York, then you've got the, you've got the biggest army in, in New York, you know? So it depends on yeah. what the circumstances are, you know? I'm sure it can come in handy in some, in some point. But yeah, so Ratcatcher can communicate with rats and... I guess that will be formidable in some in some environment. So let's see how that really turns out, you know? Yeah, yeah, we'll keep you posted on that one. And on to some other news, which, mm, this is quite interesting, uh, Deval. What is happening with Brad Pitt's new film? Oh, my gosh. Ad Astra. Oh, Ad Astra is more like remove Astra. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> minus, minus Astra. Exactly. <laughs> Take away Astra. We spoke about Ad Astra months ago. Uh, it, came, it came up on our. <laughs> it came up. <laughs> it came up on our, our sort of on our movie scans months ago. Ad Astra stars yeah. uh, Brad Pitt, uh, who's a scientist, spaceman who goes to investigate the disappearance of his father's spaceship uh, yeah. around Neptune, I believe, and his father mm. is Tommy Lee Jones, who has gone around Neptune, and his spaceship has disappeared. And, you know, Brad Pitt takes, you know, another crew to go and investigate that. And there's some really weird goings on. It's a bit like maybe how Event Horizon is. A little yeah. bit. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's got the p- potential to be a really good sci-fi film. Uh, quite yeah. serious. No one knows anything about it so far. There's been no trailers. There's been no real, like, images, really, apart from one image that's, that's sort of surfaced. But... It seems that Fox have removed Ad Astra from the uh, release slate. It was meant to come out in January, like months ago. It got put back until May. And now I hear that the director hasn't even finished editing the film. That there's still oh. some kind of editing you know, business going on. Uh, whether that's just touching things up, whether they can't agree on a final copy, I don't know. But it looks like May is not going to be a possibility. And I'm quite disappointed about that one because I really wanted to see it. Uh, yeah, it looks like yeah, me the, further, too. the further back it's going to be released, it's going to have more and more competition. You're going to have Brightburn coming out soon. You're going to have all these other films that are going to be coming out, Toy Story, Spider-Man, X-Men. You know, it's going to get a bit busy. So I'm not sure when they're going to find space to release this film. Ah, nice use of word there. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually didn't mean that, <laughs> but it worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, holy shit. Um, Talking about space and a galaxy far, far away. So another bit of sad news, ladies and gentlemen. So so Peter Mayhew, who you'll know, uh, who is the the actor who plays Chewbacca, he passed away at the age of 74. So this is kind of like, uh, hasn't been a great week, um, you know, for artists. And, you know, we mentioned John Singleton, and and now Chewbacca, he's he's passed away. So, uh, I mean, Deval, can you do a uh, a, a chewy? Can you do a chewy voice? <laughs> I can't do it. 
Oh my god! It sounds like as if you're hurling something. Like you, like it sounds like a you're snot and you want to just an orgasm. Can you can you imagine? And you're the one making the orgasm happen. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, um, so yeah, so sad news. So so Chewie's not going to be in any. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, unless they CGI him. Well, to be honest, I mean, anyone well, not to not to downplay it, but I mean, someone else can go in the suit. That's yeah. the same yeah. height and sort of size. But obviously, yeah. the voice and stuff like that—they're gonna have to search for someone that can do it. And you, well, know, you I mean, can do it. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> Okay. Very sad loss, you know. Yeah, yeah, and people like you know the um, Star Wars fans—they're going to be like really, really sad about this, and yeah. we we want to we want to kind of uh, celebrate it. Yeah, just imagine when Star Wars when you know when they all got their medals and he didn't get one, they flipped about that. <laughs> he d- so you can just imagine. Why didn't he get one? Exactly, he did a lot of work. <laughs> It's like, was it because he was too tall or what? Or just like, why didn't Chewie get a... You know brown. what? This is what they need to rectify. Brown people don't get medals. Eggs, brown and hairy. That's just, just like me. Hairy. That's like what happens to me. <laughs> when you take your shirt off, is that what but look, <laughs> <laughs> But look, but look, at, <laughs> but think about it. But think about it in um, in this new, in Skywalker Rises... <laughs> The more you laugh, the more I think it's true. So you got to stop laughing. <laughs> you gotta stop I'm laughing. cracking up. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna like, zip it, zip it. You know, in um, Star Wars: The Rise of um, The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. they've got to rectify that shit. They've they've got to like have a scene where they give him a medal, man. It's just yeah, like yeah, it's true. It's and I'm true. sure he's in it. He's he's got to be in it, right? Uh, yeah, I'll say yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, no, actually, yeah, here because him and Ray. Like they're like in the ship, aren't they? Like the Millennium Falcon, so they're together, yes. aren't they? So yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, he's he's got to be in it, and he's going to get a medal, right? Deval, one piece of news that I'm really excited about: Ghost Rider. Oh. Who he's this underrated? Well, yeah, for me, I think he's kind of underrated because, you know what, we don't. Obviously, we've got the like, you know, we've got the MCU, we've got the big guys now, we've got the Thors, we've got the Iron Mans, but Ghost Rider, he holds a special place in my heart because you know why? He's dark, he's kind of crazy. I I actually like, believe it or not, I'm probably one of the few people who like the Nicolas Cage movies, right? Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, Ghost Rider, he appeared in uh, Agent um, Agent Agents of Shield, Shield, right? Yeah. In season four, I think they they. Yeah, Robbie Reyes. So the Robbie Reyes uh, version appeared in Agents of Shield. Just recently, Hulu, which is owned part owned by Disney, so we get the connection here. So part owned by Disney, they have announced that Robbie Reyes is going to be having his own show on Hulu, and it means that Ghost Rider is going to be riding again. So this is good news, man. The only thing that I'm thinking about is. When are we gonna? Are we gonna get to see it in the UK, Australia, or other places? Because at the moment, Hulu is only available in in America, in or in North America. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah. So this is good. So they've d- announced it. You know what? He's going to be uh, turning up, and then I guess what I imagine is, 
you know what, they'll probably go into more of, you know, how he got his powers and they'll probably talk about Eli Morrow, you know, that whole connection there. And, you know, obviously Johnny Blaze might, you, we might get to see another version of Johnny Blaze. And I'm not sure if you remember Norman Reedus from from The Walking Dead. He, he came out and he said, I would love to play Ghost Rider. And uh, the guy who played, so Robbie Reyes, he came out and he turned around and said he would love to see Norman Reedus be the Johnny Blaze version as well. So who knows? They could be, they could be kind of like a link up with those two, you know, and they and I think they in the comic books, they join up um, some sort of team where they all join up all the, the previous Ghost Riders, they, they join up. But uh, yeah, so this is going to be big news if you're a fan of Ghost Rider. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, seeing how that works out. But yeah can't wait yeah all right okay so devout you alluded to the box office can you let us know now what the box office is looking like uh, over in the uk so what what films have we got from from five five down what are we looking at here yeah so number five uh and actually just squeezed out to number six captain marvel uh but number five uh, shazam is still there just about over captain marvel actually literally by about uh, twelve thousand yeah. pounds so it's not a lot in there really right uh, mm-hmm. that's number five and number four we've got red jones uh which is uh is that the one with uh my name now not helen mirren uh jane jane Duke, jane dame judy dench uh, i think it's dame tells, judy Dench. yeah i think dench. it tells a story of her back in the day when she was suspected of being a spy in uh world war right. two or something like that and she had to prove herself innocent uh so that's that film uh, Wonder Park, uh, number three. Uh, I'm not sure what wonder that is. Uh, I'm wondering what that's, what's going on, to be honest. <laughs> uh, is it animation? I don't know. Maybe it might be. It might be. Yeah, it probably is, actually. It might be uh, animation. Possibly. And then we've got number two, Dumbo. Dumbo done a million pounds in the past week. That is... That's mad. And that's you... really good considering. Yeah, that is. Endgame's out, you know. That's really good. Exactly. So it's, that's not that's that's not dumb at all. But you know what? What is crazy is the fact that Dumbo has done better than Shazam. Yes, exactly. It's done yes. double. Yes. It's done yes. al- almost double than Shazam. Yes. And I think that might have something to do with the fact it was in the UK. Uh, it was a, like a holiday, uh, like an Easter holiday, basically. And, right, uh, okay. It might have, a lot of the kids would have been off and stuff and maybe parents took a lot of the kids out to see those sorts of films Dumbo and all that so that possibly could have something to do with it but either way I mean number one number one opening weekend here in the UK uh, smashing it totally smashing it with like for the week for just the week it did more than all the films put together uh, by literally 40 40 times over and this is that's crazy yeah it's crazy this is Avengers Endgame literally every cinema was packed out multiple screenings 43 million well 43 million 400,000 pounds opening weekend I mean put that in this your pipe is mad. and smoke it that is crazy I remember <laughs> yeah, when, exactly when we, did, when we started this podcast last year and uh, Avengers Infinity War was uh, in the sort of top 10 for weeks when it left the top 10 it left on about 60 was it about 66 or 67 million 66 67 something like that that's when it left the top 10 
this has entered the top 10 on 43 million. So you know, oh that's one weekend. Gosh. Imagine this weekend, what it's going to do again, even if it's half. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Even it's if it's more than half. That, even if it's half of that, that's going to be 60 odd million in two weeks. That's crazy. And it will continue to be, to do, I think it, it might even reach like 80, 90 million in the UK, you know? Who knows? Oh my gosh! I, I hope so. I hope so. And remember, and remember, Deval, you're gonna get people, and I'm talking about you here. <laughs> you're gonna get people who are gonna go out and watch it, like again, and again. Like I've already, se- I've only, I've, o- I've only seen it twice, and yeah. you've seen it like you know twice as, uh, twice as more than me. Yeah. So three times more than me, possibly. And there's going to be people out there who are going to watch it. They're going to watch it again. They're going to, you know, think because this film has taken people by surprise and it's, it's great. It's honestly, it's, it's great. And like you said, 80, 90 million is, is not unreasonable. It's not, you know, it's just kind of, it's going to do more than infinity war. For sure. Crazy, crazy numbers here. Crazy numbers. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Top of, uh, top of the pops. And then America, it's, it's again, it's top of the pops there. In every country, it's top of the pops. It's literally just wow. crazy, crazy, crazy figures. I think in America at the moment, in North America anyway, it's done like 450 million. Uh, you know, it's, open, it's open, silly, open, silly, open. silly, man. You know, so it's crazy. It's just crazy. But yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with that one. L- yeah, let's see what happens. Let's we'll keep an eye on that one for you. Yeah. Right, Deval, can you let us know what is coming out on Blu-ray? On Blu-ray, yes. Yeah. So we've got a couple uh, coming out this week. First one is called The Vanishing, uh, and The Vanishing uh, has actually vanished from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know anything about this. I think this is the one that stars. Uh, oh, it stars what's his name? Oh, is it? Uh, Oh, it's gone. It'll come back to me in a second. It, it wasn't a great it, thriller. I think it's vanished it. from your memory. They, they cover it when it came out, uh, sort of uh, fleetingly. And uh, I think actually, it wasn't. It's not a bad film in, you know, all things considered. But uh, it wasn't the sort of film that was like a massive, uh, you know, blockbuster sort of thing. So we didn't really. Yeah. Uh, it was Gerard Butler and Peter Mullen. Gerard. Butler. Yeah, light, lighthouse keepers on a remote island. They find like a chunk of gold and it leads to mysterious happenings and a mysterious disappearance of uh, one of the cast. But uh, yeah, you know, it's meant to be. It's meant to be you know, like, it's meant to be a decent film actually. It's meant to be a decent. Oh, yeah, film. eighty-eight percent. Eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Not to be scoffed at, you know, but uh, let's see. Yeah, the vanishing. So that's that one, uh, and then yeah, the, ne- the other one that's out is Holmes and Watson, which uh, I refuse to watch. So <laughs> you know what? Yeah, because you have got a distaste for uh, Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah, I can't, I can't look at his face for too long. So well, let me tell you one thing, right? I, um, I there was a part of me which was like, oh, like you know, shall I go watch this movie? And I started, you know, reading up on it, and apparently this film was is so bad. Right, people were walking out of the cinema. This is how bad the movie is, and it's just unbelievable that they are make they still making movies like this. Like, 
you know, sometimes you just think to yourself, you know what, they have those uh, test audiences. I wonder what those test audiences must have said, like, when they saw that film. They would have said it was shit, shit, <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> sometimes even a shit film can make, make its money back, so... You know, it's like sometimes it's beneficial to still release it to make the money back, even if they know it's going to be a shit film. Yeah, it's got eleven percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Eleven percent—that's just about double figures. Oh, that, nah, that's that, that's not right. See, Will I know, Ferrell, I know. Right. And these are the tags. All right, check this out. So these are the tags that people have used to describe this movie: boring. Cringeworthy, bad acting, mindless, forgettable, overhyped, corny, awkward, childish. So there you go. There's a review. That's all I need to know. <laughs> that is all I need to know. All right. Okay. New on streaming and trailers. What do you have in your uh, in your bag there? Yeah. So we got uh, what if, which is on Netflix, and uh, what mm. if it's quite a must. Yes. It basically looks at possible happenings in someone's life and it sort of explores that what if this happened what if that happens and it sort of explores it it sort of goes off on different tangents and explores explores these things so yeah it's, it's a strange one but looks like it might be an interesting interesting one but it's out on netflix at the moment uh the next one we've got is on amazon actually and amazon we've got suspiria that's uh the great film that I watched uh, a few months ago when it came out in cinema, I really liked yeah. And it's a remake of a 1970-something film. Uh, and it stars Dakota 78, Fanning. I think. Yeah, 78. It stars Dakota Fanning from uh, Fifty Shades. I really liked this film. I really liked it. It's a long film. It's quite weird in places, but it's a good film. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. And, and, um, and sorry, uh, was, and sorry, what was that? that? That's on Amazon, right? That's on Amazon, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. And then we've got uh, Crash, which is on Amazon again. Crash, uh, which came out quite a few years ago, actually, and uh, it launched a lot of... Oh, is this the one... Yeah, are you talking about the uh, uh, the Tandy Newton one? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, yeah, that one. All right, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, good film, really good film. I mean, that, that really holds up still. Uh, yeah. It's got Dylan, Tandy Newton, it's got uh, Michael Pena. Uh, it's got quite a lot of people in this film, actually. Yep. Has it got... Is, is, uh, is War Machine in this film? I think he is, isn't he? Uh, possibly, but also it's got uh, Sandra Bullock. Yes, it has got Sandra Bullock. Yes, 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 yes. Crash. And then we also had Babel, which came out a few years later, which is quite similar. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Yeah, I remember this won the uh, this won the Oscar, which was quite controversial at the time. Oh, oh yeah. Back it back in the day, people were like, I can't remember what other films were up in the running for for the best picture, but I mean, this won it in the end, and people were like, no, it, I don't know why people felt like this. I thought it was a really good film. I thought it was well made. I thought it was brilliantly acted. Some really kind of. Uh, strong themes in there like definitely worth watching so I'm not sure why people had uh, stick up their asses over this <laughs> people have always got sticks up their asses you can't, you can't <laughs> please them all <laughs> you can't please exactly them all. exactly yeah so tell us about uh, what else is on yes yeah, so we've got Marvel Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. we sort of alluded to it earlier on and that's coming that's the uh, uh, that's on Hulu like you, like you mentioned that's a part of Disney and uh this is the sixth season. I've seen all seasons. I'm going to watch this one. Uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of the few TV shows that try and line up with the MCU. Uh, obviously, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stars uh, Phil Coulson, who was part of S.H.I.E.L.D., who Loki killed in Avengers. And uh, since then, he's come back to yep. life 
they use some alien technology to bring him back to life. So he now heads up Agents of Shield, basically. And uh, Shield is now oh, yeah. it's gone really like they've, they've got they've had the Cree in Shield. They've had a uh, Lady Sif. You know Thor's uh, buddy. You no, know, you got yep. Lady Sif and Warriors Three. So Lady Sif has, has shown up on on uh, on Agents of Shield before, uh, and uh, Nick Fury once showed up on Agents of Shield. So it is, it is linked, lightly linked to uh, MCU. And uh, now season six sees them deeply in space, uh, going onto like new dimensions and all kinds of stuff. So it's getting really really crazy. I think this could be the last season, for Agents of Shield. So we'll have to. Wow. Watch, we'll have to I'll watch it and let you guys know how it's going. But yeah, that's starting up really soon. Yeah, yeah, cool. And yep. you know what? Just before you talk about trailers, there's one film that I want to mention that's been released onto Netflix and it's kind of like a late edition. But check this out. It's a film called The Wandering Earth. Have you heard of this movie, Deval? No. Right, exactly. It is one of the biggest films in China. It's taken 700 million US dollars in China alone. What? It was made on a budget of 50 million. Netflix have bought the rights. It's called The Wandering Earth and it is a epic sci-fi saga and it's a Chinese movie so Chinese actors and you know what the reviews that I've read is supposed to be absolutely cracking. So this is out on Netflix. Now I'm not sure if it's out in the UK but definitely in North America in, in the US it'll, it'll definitely be on there so if you get a chance to watch this go check it out it's called The Wandering Earth, uh, the Wandering Earth and people are raving about it so yeah it's, 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 it's either on there or it's coming soon so yeah watch out for that one Deval mm, sounds interesting I will watch out for that one yeah, yeah I'll watch out for that one actually do you know what I also think maybe I know this is going back a little bit, but I think Ad Astra might pop up on Netflix, you know. I've got a funny feeling. Mm, interesting, yeah. yeah. I've got a funny feeling. It'll just, it'll just pop up on Netflix. No cinema release, straight to Netflix. But yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, so another trailer, horror trailer, actually. A film called Assimilate. Mm. I saw this trailer a few days ago, and it looks quite, quite, <laughs> quite interesting. It reminded me of... Uh, invasion of the body snatchers yeah all right okay classic yeah yeah exactly assimilate is about uh the people of a you know a small town or whatever it may be and something basically uh infiltrates them uh copies them and then gets rid of the person that is copied it's kind of like oh. body snatchers and i thought in, in, in assimilate the trailer there's a scene where somebody sh- like they sort of open their mouth and go oh, oh like in Body snatches when Donald Sutherland goes, oh, yeah, yeah. They've taken that straight from <laughs> That scene is so funny, you know. I've got to try and find it and post it. And he opens his mouth. <laughs> oh, shit. It's so funny. Oh, my God. So funny. But, yeah, so it looks like a, a, an interesting horror film, uh, psychological, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So who do you trust, all that kind of, you know, a social dilemma so yeah i think it's an interesting one that should be uh should be seen possibly yeah uh, okay, and cool. the last trailer that we have on here is called murder mystery and that's a comedy actually with uh what's his name adam sandler and and rachel from friends <laughs> let's forget her real name <laughs> oh jennifer aniston really known as rachel from friends yeah jennifer aniston yeah so it's like a like a it's a comedy a bit like uh Obviously, with, with, with Adam Sandler, so it's certainly going to be a comedy. 
basically they go to like yeah. this uh, party i think it's a party and uh they it's a nice posh place and someone's murdered and they have to try and figure out who it is and shit hits the fan things go tits up and jennifer aniston and alan sandler take on the responsibility of trying to solve the murder and obviously there's the murderers are fighting against them and the things are funny and lots of comedic things happen but it's, it seems yeah. like an interesting funny film uh worth a watch you know maybe a good date night kind of film yeah so, exactly uh, yeah. yeah so that's that one and that's out soon all right that one is going to be coming out soon okay so ladies and gentlemen go check out those trailers and also if you haven't seen the Hobbs and Shaw trailer go to our YouTube channel and have a watch of that one so and we've got loads of other trailers on there as well so um oh and also this might be a good time to shout out the fact that we've put our our end game breakdown and review on youtube as well yes we have yes so have a look at that see what you think comment let us know if you've seen any more easter eggs uh did you know that uh how the duck was in the end game what yeah how the duck was an end game man so that the, the the last uh big battle scene when like all the avengers come back from being snapped away like bit by yeah. bit first Pan- black panther comes out and then doctor strange and his people come out each yeah. sort of circle brings different groups it's the group where hope van dyne comes in with the raven the ravagers yeah and just as hope van dyne pops on screen look to the right of her a bit towards like <laughs> Her feet yeah. to the right, and you'll see how the duck is there as well. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! Howard the duck is involved. Howard the duck, and we saw Howard the duck in Guardians. I know exactly, and yeah, we saw yeah we saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my gosh, shit! Oh, you know what? I gotta watch it. Just I gotta watch it again now. Yeah, like I mean, him. I don't yeah. need a reason to watch it, but I'm gonna watch yeah. it again and watch out for that one. Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. So Deval. We are now moving on to Anniversary Corner. Can you let us know? Uh, actually, I'm just looking at these uh, at these films over here. So that one, yep, that one, that one. Let's take, oh, yeah. Okay, I remember that one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so, so ladies and gentlemen, so we, this is the section of the of the podcast where we bring you a selection of movies going back from 30 years uh back to 10 years and yeah an interesting bunch over here i can see the kind of you know the horror gothic vibe over here deval so from 10 years ago what are you putting out of the bag so tell us about this one so orphan 10 years ago uh which seems crazy like 2009 but yeah orphan i remember watching this film the horror film uh, about the well, about the orphan basically, and it was one of those uh, like just I guess the, there was a wave of horror films coming out at that time, and yeah. uh, this one I think for me stood out a little bit. You know, it's definitely creepy. Yeah. The um the the, the what got me was was the twist at the end. Oh, it was gosh. just I know it was just like number one the face the girl right the yeah. orphan the kid that yeah. they bring in I was just like hang on a second can't you tell this girl there's something wrong with this girl right yeah. and then just bit by bit you know things just start to go wrong things just start to go tits up and it's all pointing towards this you know you know you know the the orphan and we you know what we're not going to spoil what the twist is at the end but it was interesting wasn't it it was you're right about the whole thing about at that period these types of movies were coming out and 
they shared similar themes and also i just remember now it stars vera farminger who you know went on to star in the conjuring universe so so before she was kind of fighting dolls and whatnot and evil she was kind of dealing with crazy orphans yep exactly (laughs) crazy orphans yep yeah man like makes you think twice about raising kids (laughs) exactly so she She's definitely one that's good with uh, those sorts of horror horror films. And even the, the actress that played the orphan, she was way older than than the uh, than the character should have been. But somehow she yeah. pulled it off, you know. So she 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 definitely pulls it pulls off. And there was a re- there was a really creepy bit and inappropriate bit between her, uh, between the orphan and the dad. I remember yeah. that, and I was just like, oh shit. But but when you when you know the twist, then you realize why that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dad was Peter Sarsgaard. Yes. Yeah, he's seen he, quite a few I, films. Yeah, you're right. He's he's re- he's. I'm sure he's related to someone famous. Uh, is he Skarsgård? It's not. It's not part of the Skarsgård family, is no, it? He's not Scars. He's Sars. But oh, I don't know if he is. He's he's uh he's married to Jake. No, sorry, Maggie Gillen, Gillenhall. Oh, so so married Jake Gillenhall's his brother-in-law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mysterio's his brother-in-law. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Okay. So that was so that was uh, ten years ago. That was two thousand nine. And the next film. Now I'm a bit kind of a bit. Ugh, this film. Right. The film is called Exorcist: The Beginning. Yeah. And I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the original Exorcist. I think that is a cracking, cracking horror film. Really, really scary. Like. It played on my nerves for so many years after I saw that film. And and then, obviously, you know, Exorcist Part 2, The Heretic, which was like, oh my gosh, don't even want to speak about it. And then Part 3, which was kind of like a continuation of the whole Exorcist story, but didn't really focus in on those characters. Uh, I, it's kind of, it's watchable, definitely watchable. And then what they did was, what the studio then did was, I think it's Warner Brothers, they went back and they said, you know what? Let's bring back one of the characters, a younger version of a younger version of a character that's in the original one. And it's it's one of the Skarsgård, isn't it? Yes, Stellan Skarsgård. So I've got the Scar, Skarsgård and Skarsgård flow going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, good shout. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, what did you think? I, I, well, I did like it. I did like it. it was it wasn't maybe the greatest film, but I did enjoy it actually, and uh, yeah, no, I, I did enjoy it just to see what 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 more they can do from this. And uh, it was a bit scary in parts. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I kind of enjoyed it. It's actually got so it's, like you said, it's got Stellan Skarsgård. He's actually in the MCU. He plays Doctor Selvig. Yeah, he does. Selvig. And we've also got James Darcy, who uh, plays uh, Jarvis in the Jarvis. MCU as well. Who we saw yeah. in Endgame, and it's also got a Game of Thrones uh, link. It's got David Bradley who plays Wilder Frey in uh, oh. Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's in it as well, and there's also another Game of Thrones link in there. A guy called Patrick O'Keen who plays. He had a really small part in Game of Thrones, but you know where? Uh, you know Jack and Hagar. Uh, yes. The, uh, Jack and the, the many face guy. You know when he first showed us his many face trick. He turned into yeah. a soldier before he walked away from Arya. He is the that guy. That's the soldier. Yeah, so he's he's in this film oh. as well. So 
there's a little Marvel Game of Thrones link going on in this. That thing. is wicked. That's so, wicked. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you if you're a fan of Exorcist and you want to see what they did to the whole kind of thing, and mm. so the 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 Skarsgård, the um, Stellan Skarsgård, he plays Doctor Merrin. I think is it Merrin? For, uh, I think he plays Doctor Merrin from the original exorcist movie the one who who carries out the exorcism on Reg on the little girl yeah, uh, yeah i've forgotten yeah. her name now so Ra- the, he, reagan, he play, reagan right yeah yeah so he, he he's playing like a, a younger version uh, a younger version of that so yeah go watch it they also made another one called, also made another one called the, the exorcist uh, Dim, uh dominion which came out a year later which is what? I, I don't even remember yeah, this one them, and he's, he, this scars guard guy's in both of them the oh. one, yeah. There's there's a period where they just like flooded us with these exorcism films, but yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and just kind of quickly, I just had a quick look. Ten uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, well, what do they know, right? What do they know? What do they know? <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. What do they know? Uh, now the next movie, the next oh. movie, I remember watching this film, Stigmata. Th- again, again, this was really creepy. And the thing that got it made it creepy for me was there's a bit in the movie, right, where it's got Patricia Patricia Arquette. Is it Patricia Arquette? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Patricia Arquette. She kind of she, she yeah she gets would you say possessed or she gets the power of yeah she gets she gets the the markings of, of uh, the markings yeah. of Christ. Mm, you yeah. know the blood blood coming out of her hands and stuff like that but there's a bit in the movie where she starts speaking aramaic yeah. and when she started speaking that right i was like shit this freaked me out like d- crazy voices and in like deep voice when when female when females start speaking in kind of like male voices and they start doing this sort of stuff it kind of like really creeps me out so when yeah. when that bit came in the movie I was like oh Oh my god, this is like creepy. But yeah, I mean, I remember buying this on DVD, like a Region One DVD from, from from America and everything. So I watched it, oh and yeah, and um, it's got Gabriel Bryan in it, and he plays a priest. So yeah, it was interesting. Interesting mm-hmm. if you like your kind of gothicy, horror-y. Yeah. You know. Um, I liked this film. I liked it. Yeah. Also got uh, the High Sparrow. He's in it as well. Jonathan Price. Price. He plays another sort of religious character. Also, Nia Long, my girl, Nia Long, in the Cherry Farm. Oh no, man! Yep. Yeah. She's been, she's been around for ages. Still looks the same. But uh, yeah, good film. I like Stigmata. Definitely one one worthy of watching again. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, next on the list, what do we have? Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or or. The modern Prometheus. Ah, the gods that gave uh, fire to the people. Exactly. Oh, God, you ah. know you, you know your literature, Duval. <laughs> now I now I know what the connection I know what the connection is to Marvel here. What do you mean? What the, do you mean, eh? You mean the director the, of this, Thor? Yes, the director <laughs> of Thor. Uh, Sir Sir Kenneth Branagh. Is he a sir now? Okay. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't bother me, but yeah, uh, Kenneth Branagh. He, um, yeah. So he directed this, and he's in this. He plays. He plays Doctor Frankenstein. Yep. And it's th- it's that classic, you know, Frankenstein movie. Like, you know, what does it mean to have the power? You know, mortals yep. having the power of God. Yep. You know, to create a thing, create a being, and then you know, morally, ethically. 
you know you ask on answer all those questions and in the end you know something's going to come back to bite you on your ass and in this case it's a flipping monster it's, yeah, it's a, yeah. something hideous Crazy. played by robert robert de niro yeah which is which is very like i was, I was quite surprised to see that actually but uh, yeah yeah it's great and, and kenneth Branagh directed and starred in it as well Double Rank, yeah, yeah. which he also done yeah. for uh, the recent film, which was the the train with the murder, where he was murder, murder on the Orient Murdered Express. Express. That's the one, yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And you know what? It just now looking back on these on the whole kind of MCU, wasn't it? Wasn't it great the fact that the MCU they chose a total total outfield like director you know you're talking about kenneth branner he's this he's you know he's a british actor he comes from like you know the theater and they went for a director who is kind of disassociated with anything you know big budget bangs and sci-fi and all or, you know anything like that but i thought what a great choice and you know what i really like i really out of the thor movies i love i love thor uh I th- I love Thor Ragnarok more, but I really like Thor. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was it was good. It was it was a good uh, introduction to the character. I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, nineteen ninety four, twenty five years ago. Where were you when you saw this one? Uh, and the last film, thirty years ago. Thirty years. This ago. is crazy. Nineteen eighty nine, Warlock. And this is a. Uh... This is the connection. What's the connection here, right? Okay, so th- I know there's a connection to Star Wars. Star Wars connection is there? No, maybe not. No, I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking about a different film. Is there? Well, uh, it's got it stars Richard E. Grant as well. He's he's in the film, uh, and it also stars it stars Julian Sands. Julian Sands was the uh, the warlock like character. That's it. Yeah. yeah so the, the warlock is character it. is a. Yeah, warlock from the sort of seventeenth century who was sort of comes to the uh, modern day to uh, hunt, yeah, to, to hunt a witch or somebody who's there to hunt him. <laughs> Basically, there's beef going on. <laughs> there, there is beef going on, and it's written, it's written by David Toohey, who directed film, you know, Riddick and Pitch Black and oh, all that films that you like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice one, nice one, nice one. Didn't realize, I didn't realise that, but that's a good touch, actually. Yes, yes. So, yeah, Warlock. I can't, to be honest with you, I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember this film. I was thinking of something else. I was thinking of another film. Okay. Uh, pardon me, but, um, yeah, so Warlock, Julian Sands, British actor, yeah. Richard E. Yeah. Grant. Yeah, he's not British, but he, he lived a lot. He, he lived in England, I think. Who, Richard E. Grant? Yeah. Is he not British? I think he was born, I think he was born in, uh, might have been born in Africa, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, I Believe it he, or not. Isn't he, isn't he Hugh Grant's brother or something? <laughs> oh, he's not? No. Is he not? No. Oh my gosh, shut up. All this time. Swazi. Yeah, on Wikipedia, he's Swazi English. All this time, I thought he was uh, Hugh Grant's brother. I thought he put the E in just to sort of give them a bit of difference. Oh my gosh, I thought he was Hugh Grant's brother. And I was right, there's a Star Wars connection. Is it? What's that? He's going to be in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, Richard E. Grant? Yeah. Oh, how and Devour, how the F could we have missed this? He was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know that already, yeah, I know that, yeah, he was in the, he was in that theatre kind of 
remember? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so brilliant. No, those are really good ones, actually. Those are actually kind of nice little connected movies there to the MCU and Star Wars universes somehow. Yeah, somehow. Somehow. Exactly, all right. Okay, so now let's move on to our film review this week. Now, there's been a lot of stuff going on with with Marvels, and I know you've been busy, uh, you know, watching that a few times, and I've seen it a couple of times. But we managed to squeeze in some time, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, to watch the Curse of the Weeping Woman, or in Spanish, La Maldición de la Llorona, and the Curse of the Weeping Woman, ladies and gentlemen. Now. It fits in with the with the Conjuring universe, and we'll speak about that, uh, you know, when we get to that section. But I mean, in terms of kind of these types of movies, Deval, are we? Do you think we're getting fatigued? Do you think we're, you know, the, the, we're getting to the point now where it's, you know, you got the Conjuring movies, so we've got, you know, Annabelle, and you know what Annabelle did, uh, you know what Annabelle did next, and all this sort of stuff. And are we getting? you know, more than what we what we bargained for over here? Or is it is this something that, you know, we should expect more of? Like, I know James Wan, he's behind this and, you know, he wants to bring up more movies. But, I mean, w- what's your take on it? Yeah, I think that there is a there is a, a danger of the sort of over-fatigue of trying to stuff it all into this universe and make it all connect and so on. But I think if they do it, first of all, if the film itself is a good film, then it's fine. If the mm. film itself isn't a good film, but then the film relies on itself fitting in with the rest, then that's where you can, you know, that's where you can really slip up. But I think this film stands alone quite well in it by itself, but it does nicely fit into the sort of conjuring Annabelle universe. So yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. a decent job. And and just on that, you mentioned you know, is is if it's a good film and it fits in with the universe, then okay, fair enough. And I I will defer back to our review of The Nun, which you and I both saw. And let's just put it this way, you weren't having none of it. So none you know what? It. it was one of those none of Exactly. It. it was it was part of that whole kind of conjuring universe, but for me it felt like as if it was a bit of a mess misstep there, you know, with, with the shocks and the scares and I, I just got bored. Now in comparison, I was a bit kind of like, Oh God, do I want to watch this film? And like, you know, it, it's, I, I remember the nun, you know, not being so great, but I went into the screening and I have to say it wasn't a packed out screening. I think I was probably viewer number like six. Yeah. Like there was probably six. Yeah. There was like six of us watching this I movie. On that, when I went to see it, there was only one other person there. And <laughs> I even didn't pay to see it. I snuck in. So <laughs> only one person paid to see that film and he's a gangster. He was sitting exactly. right in front he was willing to see that film on his Jack Jones alone. Exactly. And when I walked in, he must have been so happy because he even spoke to me and went, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> you are <all> right. <laughs> I think he was so happy that I came in there. He wasn't alone. <laughs> and and we, 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 we should just point out over here, it didn't make the top 10, ladies and gentlemen. No, it, it probably won't at all make anything. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. So, so it, it it kind of it, you know, people will go out and watch it because it is connected to the to the Conjuring universe, but 
it you know does it stand will it stand the test of time i don't know is it better than the nun yes it is so can you give us a bit of a can you give us a bit of a setup on on where we stand with this movie where does it where does it take place where does it where is it set in T- tell us a bit about it yeah so it's, it's basically uh, back in the 70s actually uh, so the story is uh, of uh, la, Llorona, la Llorona is uh, a lady who I sort of missed a little bit where, well, I saw the whole film, but I'm not sure if I understood, but she, I'm not sure, okay, spoilers, spoilers, but I'm not sure why the lady from back in the day does the bad thing to her kid. Yeah. I wasn't really so, sure, I missed, I missed the understanding. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me fill in the gap. So the film starts off in 1642 or something in the 1600s, and oh, is that far away? Oh shit! Yeah, okay. but 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 mate, it's it's just literally like about three or four minutes, just the setup. So yeah. w- so what happens is, so a woman she's with her kids and she's with you know she's with her husband and they're really happy, they're really really nice and everything, and lo and behold, the kids run off, um, and one of the kids is left behind. And the kid is like, where's mummy gone? Where's mummy? Goes off into the forest and starts looking uh, for the mum and, you know, for for the siblings. And there we see, and it's quite, actually quite disturbing. Like, you know, I saw saw that bit and, and, but I don't understand why she done what she done. She, she does it in a fit of rage because her husband was cheating on her. Oh, come on, man. See, that's what I thought I heard, but I thought, no, I can't, that can't be true. She yeah. didn't do that because of that. That's crazy. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I know. I know. I, I would have preferred it for something more uh, realistic, as in like postnatal depression or something. <laughs> yeah. A bit more, yeah. you know. But that, come on, mate. I, don't, uh, that, I know. That ruined it for me now. I know, I know, I know. This is and and this is the thing. And then and then you see her kind of like stuffing, you know, her kids' faces down in the water, yeah. and uh, and and that's it. And and then and then she realizes she made a mistake, yeah. but she's cursed to to roam the earth, or to roam the kind of the the other side and this side and looking for kids, right? So that's the setup. And like you said, it then shifts to nineteen seventies. And which was interesting. I thought, okay, so they're not going for kind of like this modern vibe. They're, they're setting it in the seventies, and it stars uh, Linda Ca- Linda Cardinelli. Yeah, she's she's in the Avengers Endgame, and she's Hawkeye's wife. Yes, so there's yeah. the connection to Marvel. <laughs> and yeah, so so the story then shifts to the 1970s. So we're introduced to Linda's character. She plays a social worker, and you know she's. She's 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 run off her feet a bit because she's got kids. She's a single mother. She's looking after her kids. Her husband, who was a police officer, he died, and you know she's really finding it hard to kind of hold a job down where she's arriving late. So you kind of get this whole big setup, and you know she gets kind of like a case that she's dealing with where, you know, she says, "Look, I'll go check out what's going on with this mother." And I'll find out because I'm really close to to the parent and I'll find out, you know, why, you know, there's these kids of, uh, not attending school and whatnot. So she goes in to, to deal with one of her cases. And this is kind of when it starts to get a bit creepy, right, Deval? So we start learning a bit more about, you know, what what's why is this mother scared? Why hasn't she allowed her kids to go to school? And, you know, you know, um, we learn more about the fear that some of these people have. And one of the fears that people have is Yorona wants to take the kids. 
So this curse of La Llorona is has kind of made its way over to uh, to America. Uh, you know, in the Hispanic community, you know, it's really big. And it not even just kind of like uh, over in America, even in like places like in Chile where people know the story of La Llorona. So this is a w far reaching kind of, you know, uh, legend, Debel. So people actually get scared. People actually do tell this ch their children this, that if you, if you don't be quiet or if you don't go to sleep, La Llorona is going to come and get you. What, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's a real, it's a real myth, a real like it, urban it, legend. Or it's a real urban le legend. So, so Linda, she's she's so she's a social worker. She's she's investigating one of her clients, and she finds that her that the mother is doing some really crazy and weird shit. You know, there's there's candles, there's crucifixes, there's you know, there's all this stuff going around. And you know what? She she's doing she's done something with the kids. And she, to, to protect them, all right? So she's done something to, to protect the, the kids because she thinks that La Llorona is out to get the kids. Uh, um, Deval, I mean, so far, what, 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 what are you making of the movie so far? Yeah, so far, I kind of had a feeling that she wasn't as mad as what we thought because the way she, she sort of locked her kids up in that little cupboard, and I thought, ooh, it kind of looks like, the outside, it looks like she's doing something bad, but... I kind of got the sense that she was trying to protect them, so I kind of got. I, that's when I thought, sort of, I sort of thought that the kids were the evil ones in some kind of way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of yeah, it was a nice kind of opening uh, to the film, and it kind of let you, it kind of uh, I guess set up to confuse you, so you wouldn't really be sure what was going on, and then obviously you'll you'll find out a little later on, you know what the threat really is and why the kids yeah. were locked up and why the mum was like going out of her mind you know she was doing, she was doing the right thing she looked mad <laughs> yeah uh, and, and what did you think what did you think of the actual the the weeping woman like did you think she was was creepy was scary because at one point I there's a bit of her and I was like shit this is actually creepy man if you actually saw that in the alleyway somewhere you would oh, shit funny. your pants and running 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 crazy crazy which you would shit your pants. I can't understand why sometimes the kids, like, the kids came into contact with this thing and they wouldn't yeah. tell the truth and say, oh, this happened. They'll be like, oh, nothing. What? I'm okay. <laughs> no, you're not okay. Look what just happened. And you're just saying you're okay. No. Exactly. No. I'll, I'll, I'll describe every single bit. <laughs> like, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. The you know what? Them, it, it touched them and it, it burned their arm. And it was like, oh, yes. okay, I fell over. You dickhead. Yeah. These kids. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. If you saw, if you saw a weeping woman down an alleyway dressed in white, you would flipping be screaming your yeah. head off. Like, you know and what? Thing, Just like it's making, it's making things move. <laughs> it's winding your windows down, and you're you're saying, oh, nothing. I'm okay. Them kids, man. <laughs> I, I, I should have thrown them kids in the river myself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Full of a tick. Full of a Oh shit! So, 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 obviously, the the story progresses where the the weeping woman 
is now after Linda's um, Linda Cardinelli's uh, kids, and so the the film progresses when we see kind of creepy shit going on in the house, and you know that you know that this is part of the Conjuring universe. So creepy corridors. Uh, you've got kind of um, a scene uh, in a uh, in a bathroom, which I thought was actually quite good, and um, something happens to one of the daughters over there, and. You know, yeah, it's you know, it's got those kind of creepy, jumpy moments in there. I'll I'll kind of mention this right now. You won't walk out of the cinema thinking, "Oh my god, my heart!" Like you know, with your heart in your hand. Yeah, there's some kind of jumps, there's some scares in there. But if I'm comparing it to the Conjuring movies, like Annabelle and you know the first Conjuring movie, which was which I thought was brilliant, which I thought was really really good you're not going to kind of get those types of scares and those types of jumps, depending on the type of person that you are. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's got its moments, it's got its creepiness. And, you know, there's a there's a whole kind of the third act is this thing where they have to call in a, a, a no, he's not a priest, he's an ex-priest. Like a he's got a, Even the first, a shaman. The first yeah. He talked about a story. She oh, goes, yes. He goes to the church. Once like things... Once things hit the fan, shit hits the fan, all the family have seen it. All the family, like the mum and the two kids, they're all in agreement that shit's happening. They leave the house, go to church, and they speak to the priest, and he tells them about a story where he went to a house and the doll, the Annabelle doll was there, and he obviously, yes. he knows these things exist, but he can't get the backing of the, uh, of the, of the church. Of the church. So he says, he advises her to go to like a person who left the church, who's now, doing his own thing, you know, he's freelancing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this person turns out to be Tuko from uh, Breaking Bad, isn't it? From Breaking Bad, yeah. Yeah, Tuko. So, so, so Tuko is like kind of, like, you know, the in-between, right? Like kind of, they, they need this kind of protector. And, and this goes back to kind of, you can talk about this being, you know, in other films, you, you know, you, this is kind of like a, a trope of these movies. Even Exorcist, they've got to bring a man of God, you know, yeah. to kind of help deal with this kind of evil spirit so Tuco is the man and you know he's doing these things and he's setting things up and he's like look right you know we've got to do this and we've got to put this special artifact over here and we've got to protect the house and and the thing is right they they made a great point in the movie they said well why don't we just go why don't we just leave the house and he turns around and he says look it's not the house this evil spirit has attached itself to the family so wherever you go the evil spirit goes and you know what that just makes me that makes me kind of shudder like wherever you go the evil spirit follow, follows you that's and that that's crazy. crazy shit man that is crazy but that means you've got nowhere to go that means that just basically means you've got to deal with it so that, yes. that's where the stakes get raised and then they have to trust in this guy who you know, who does unorthodox practices and they've got to deal with the situation, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah totally. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so you've got this kind of like big battle scene. I say battle because it is kind of like a battle between good and evil and yeah. things go on in the movie. And yeah, so you just got to kind of, you know, you got to take it for what it is. It's a it's a conjuring uh, a movie universe. It's got a connection to the conjuring, and you'll see that in a flashback uh, scene in the in the film. And you know what? Does it, it you know does it bring anything new to the genre? I don't think so. Was it better than films that I've seen before? Yes, it was. I think Linda. You know what? She's good. Tuco was good. Um, but did the kids piss me off? Yes, they did. 
and did it have some creepy moments kind of it did have some creepy bits and especially the the actual weeping woman she that the whole idea of a weeping woman freaks me out you know you've got someone who's just crying in the middle of the street and you know you hear her crying and then you know what you're just gonna be just get the hell out of there that whole thing the idea of the weeping woman freaks me out but did it give me like scares and shocks and not really i i kind of went away forgot about it and talking about it now just kind of remembering it but you know it's it's up there but it's not kind of you know the best of uh, in the genre to be honest with you yeah i know what you mean it, it, yeah i didn't i didn't yeah. sleep myself yeah exactly but did you know that linda cardinelli uh she actually uh i don't know if you remember the little girl in the film uh, she, she watches watching, an episode she's watching scooby-doo Scooby-Doo, and she was in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, she was in Scooby-Doo. That's a good lit. Oh, I'm so glad that you noticed that. She played Velma, innit? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Look at that you with the movie cool, references. <laughs> it's got to be done. Um, got yeah, it's got to be done. So, how many tears? How many teardrops would you would you give this? How many tears how are you many giving this? Teardrops. I would give this five. Yeah. Five teardrops. Yeah. It was entertaining, but I wouldn't watch it again. Exactly. That was it. It wasn't a waste of money because I saw it for free. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I saw it for free. (laughs) But I wouldn't see it again. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, ladies and gents, if you've seen the movie, if you want to go out and watch it, watch it and let us know what you think. Did you cry uh, at the end of it? Were you a weeping... Were you a weeping woman at the end of it? Uh, Or did you just kind of, like, forget about it and not bother? So let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram and uh, let us know what you think so Deval what have we got next yeah we've got a, uh, a hidden gem here that I mm. I really like this film you know like not many people have seen it or heard about it's it a, it's, it's a good film yeah it came out in 2011 and it's called Haywire and it yeah. stars uh, Gina Carano who used to be a UFC fighter but she yep. now has appeared in many films such as uh, Deadpool 1 she was like the sort of fighter that was with the baddie, Deadpool 1. Yes. Fast and Furious 6, she's been in. Uh, she's been in a bunch of films. She's quite a kick-ass, character, uh, kick-ass uh, person who plays kick-ass roles. You know, she's like, she's just really good at fighting. So any kind of action and kind of uh, female uh, roles that are out there, I'm sure she's going for them. She kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia Rotherock. Rothrock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! With the, with the jeans, isn't it? And she could fight. Yes. Oh my gosh! I'm so surprised that you mentioned that. Yes, yeah, Cynthia, Cynthia Rodrock. Good old Cynthia. Good old Cynthia. Oh my god. One. She was. She the was one. one. And you know who else? You know who else will know? No, remember Cynthia Rodrock, uh, Paul Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cynthia, is it Rothrock or Brothrock? Uh, Rotherock, Cynthia Rotherock. Oh, and she starred in some like wicked martial art flicks back in the eighties yeah, and like yeah. uh, early nineties and stuff like that. So really good one. So yeah, yeah, she is she is kind of like yeah the Cynthia Rotherock, uh, you know, of our time right now. Exactly. But you know one thing, Deval, I'm so glad that you mentioned this movie because if we're going to speak about Haywire, we got to speak about the cast. Yeah, great cast. So great cast. wicked cast. Tell it. Yeah. Tell everyone who's in this movie. I'll just reel it off. Uh, Ewan McGregor, Michael Fassbender. Uh, it's got Channing Tatum. It's got Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas. 
uh, it's got <laughs> why are you laughing at me? <laughs> you do that. Yeah, go it's on. Got, uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, uh, from Aliens. The, from Aliens, yeah, the late Bill Paxton. I mean, just yeah. to name a few, and it's also directed by Steven Soderbergh. Yes. Uh, so it's got an all-star cast, and they all dip in and make the film even, you know, just make the film worthy. Uh, it's got a great story. Uh, it's quite a, a spy thriller type thing. It's a bit like yeah. Born, but a bit more uh, sort of, I don't know, a bit more dialogue, a bit more, you know, spy kind of uh, thriller yeah. type situation going on. But really good film, and the fighting, oh my gosh, the first Wicked. 10 minutes of the film, she has, she does the best fighting. There's a scene yeah. in the alley where she, like, her legs, oh my gosh, if I could choose the way to try, it would be uh, strangled by her legs. There's a film, there's a scene <laughs> I would in love the it. alley, yeah, where she just goes, the, the wall is really, the, the alley is quite tight, and she beats this guy up again in the alley, and she like, I don't know, the way she pins him up, oh. Yeah, Wicked. yeah. I loved she can fight. and she can act. That was yeah. her first film. That was her first film. I know. It's I totally I totally role. I've seen her in. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. And you know, big props, big props to Steven um Steven Soderbergh, you know, who brought us this movie. And it was under the radar. And Steven Soderbergh, you're forgetting Steven Soderbergh has made like the big Hollywood movies, you know, Oceans 11, 12 and 13 with big Hollywood actors and all that sort of stuff. And this he kind of went for me, it kind of also felt a bit independent movie. Yeah, it did. And yeah. yeah. You know, it, it kind of it's, it's kind of got that vibe, but I really love the 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 scenes with uh, Michael Fassbender when they're in the hotel room, and there's this thing where they, uh, she yeah. tr- she yeah. trusts him, she doesn't trust him, and you know what? There's this kind of like you know, it's this backstabbing, you know, double, you know, double, uh, you know, backstabbing going on over here. It's wicked. It's it's kind of racks up the tension, and yeah. uh, Michael Fassbender, he's brilliant, man. Yeah. It, you know that whole. They filmed that bit in Ireland. Um, there's a whole like scene in Ireland over there as well, and um, yeah, man, it's it's a really good film, good cracking film, good shout out, man. Really good film, and she's due to star in The Mandalorian, coming up soon. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure how much is going to be in it, but she's going to be in The Mandalorian for sure. So, yeah, she's uh, she's definitely adding some really good credits to her repertoire, you know. So yeah, Gina Carano, but yeah. The film, like I said, it's a bit like a, a Jason Bourne type film uh, with a female lead uh, who's, you know, just running from the government type thing and she's just knocking out, she's cracking heads on her way. You know, but yeah, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a low-key film worth yeah. a watch. Yeah, people, worth a watch. So Definitely. Watch. Let us know I, what you think. I concur, Doctor. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, right. Okay, so that is it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank yeah. you so much for staying here until the end with us. We absolutely adore you. And you can expect more of the Flicksters, more and more and more of the Flicksters, more reviews, more film news. And as soon as we hear it, we are going to dish it out to you. What? Yeah. So, you, Deval, you mentioned Brightburn. When is that coming out again, sorry? Brightburn's coming out real soon. Uh, I'm not sure, I think, international sort of release dates, but... Uh, for the uh, for the UK, it's out in in May. I'll tell you the exact date uh, just in a second. But yeah, it's out literally in the next. Uh, I think it's the next week or so. Uh, to be honest. Right. Okay. Uh, it's out in the UK on the. Oh, it's been pushed back. Twenty first of June in the UK. It was meant to be out in June, right. yeah, May, but it's been pushed back. I think just to get a bit of freedom from Endgame, isn't it? <laughs> well, so, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
one film that I'm really looking forward to watching is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh yes, yeah, I want I want to watch that as well. Definitely, I want to watch that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, and obviously, oh my gosh. So next week, no, actually not next week. So Pikachu's coming out, I think, uh, next week. The week after that is going to be John Wick 3. Okay, yep, that's going to be good as well, yep. Yep, so it's going to be John Wick 3. And, um, yeah, there's going to be... Oh, and there's Aladdin, if you're looking for... If you are looking for some Disney action, Deval, Aladdin. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I don't know about that one, you know. I might have to watch it just for the sake of it, but I'm not yeah. really too fussed about it, if I'm being honest, you know. Okay, um, Brightburn is coming out here in Australia on the 23rd of May. Oh, you're going to get it first. Oh, okay. And then on the 30th of May is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, that, that's, that's going to be good now. I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring you loads and loads of film reviews. So keep listening, yeah. uh, keep you supporting us. Just before we go, talking about Brightburn, mm. this has been itching me for a while. And I'm so glad you mentioned Brightburn because it's, it just made me do an extra search. But, you know, in Avengers Endgame, sorry, guys, we're going to finish soon. In Aven- Avengers Endgame, when Ant-Man uh, turns into a kid. Yes. The kid he turns into is the kid from Brightburn. Shut the front door. Really? Yeah. I, th- I knew I recognized this kid from somewhere. He's going to be the, the, the kid in Brightburn who gets the powers. Oh, he gets the powers. Oh, yeah, my that's him. gosh. Because I thought, I, I thought I recognised this kid from somewhere. At first I thought it was Stranger Things and I thought, nah, it's not that. But he does look recognisable. But yeah, he's, he's going to be in Brightburn. He's going to be in Brightburn. Oh yeah. my gosh. Because he actually speaks, isn't it? So for him to speak, he must be a noticeable actor. So I thought, who is this kid? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, been yeah, in the yeah, future. But yeah, he's set to star in Brightburn. Okay, I can't wait to watch yeah. this. Okay. So, it's going to be good. A good definitely. twist on, on a on a story there all right okay thank you deval thank you so much yep, yep and i will see you next week defo see you guys next time and uh peace out